We have a lot of great podcasts that are part of the Wander Barn Podcast Network. If you are a yoga teacher or a wellness professional, Mastering the Business of Yoga is for you. MB Om is hosted by Amanda Kingsmith and features guests from around the world that will help you build a sustainable yoga business. Head on over to Wander Barn slash M-B-O-M to learn more. People Talking People is a part of the Wander Barn Podcast Network. You can check out other great podcasts on travel, yoga, health, and business over at wanderbarn.com. Hello, Randy. Good Monday morning to you. It's always a good Monday morning when it starts with you, Jen. <laughs> well, we were just sitting here talking about all the things that you and I have going on, some of it being really exciting, great, good, productive stuff. But it's a perfect segue into our conversation today because today we thought it would be really fun to just talk about productivity in general. But when I say in general, when are we the most productive? I think that's one of the things that we often forget to talk about when we talk about being productive and we forget that, hey, there might actually be times when some of us independently are just not really all that good um, where we don't perform well or we're consumed with other information or whatever it might be. So we thought this would be kind of a fun one to just talk about around when are we each most productive, maybe a little bit around kind of how to figure that out for yourself and how to design a schedule that works around all of that. So let's just dive right in. Randallyn, why don't you just tell us like, when do you find that you're most productive? And not only answer that, but how did you even figure that out for yourself in the first place? Unfortunately. For me, I am incredibly productive on Sunday mornings and um, usually like incredibly early, like awkwardly early hours of the morning. Um, So I've I've struggled and continue to struggle between like the balance of optimizing my entire schedule for productivity but also like having a life. <laughs> um, and I, I am someone who could and has, and usually does work like way, way, way too much. Like I'm not, I've not had to be incredibly great at like policing my, um, workaholic tendencies because up until recently, like I've been single and like it's been quarantine and there's literally nothing else for me to do or places to go or people to see. So it's just been like, I can do whatever whenever and that works. Um, But I have noticed that has got me into some very bad like feedback loops where I'll just like go months without taking a day off or doing this or that. And I was like, okay, we need to like pump the brakes. We need to like step back from this like state of consistently working and we need to like make sure that I am actually like accomplishing things when I work instead of just doing like busy work um so being like productive instead of or being like purposeful instead of just productive um in in the times that I'm working and so I it has been hard to kind of like give up my Sunday mornings because I used to like get on and like clean out my inbox and like do all this random crap that like made me feel really good as like an adult and as like a a business owner. But then I would like feel burnt out all Sunday because I got on and I did work for four hours that like wasn't a hundred percent like mission critical. It was just like things that could be done. Um, 
so I've had, I've been really, 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 really intentional about like, before I sit down to do anything, if it is a time that I'm trying to like protect, I'm like, is this purposeful or productive? And if it is not purposeful, it does not happen anymore, which has been hard, but I think it has been so good for me as like a human and a business owner. So I took down tons of notes because you said so much good stuff there. I don't know that I actually answered your original question, which is like, how did I get to identify those things? Um, but I'm sure we'll talk about that later. So Yeah, well, we can dive into that more. I'm sure I can figure, help you get there based off of these, even just responses to what you said, because I really liked a lot of what you said. Um, I think what's really important here is two things. One, you said for you, you just sort of threw out a most productive on... Sunday. And I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily be thinking of it being a day specific. So I think that that was really important to like give permission to people to say, Hey, you might just have one particular day of the week that you feel productive. This is not like a morning versus evening type of thing. It could be this day. It could be this particular day of the month, like the first of the month or something, right? So it can be creative. It really can be whatever makes the most sense for you. It can be morning, it can be evening, it could be afternoon, it could be late at night, like whatever, really can be any of those things. It could also be literally between like 6.42 and 7.05 every morning. Like if that is the window when your mind is like ready to go, like that is that is part of my window when my mind is ready to go, which is where those numbers came from. Um, but like, that is, that is okay. Like our, our minds and our bodies and the way that we process things can, they can, they process at all hours of the day. So whatever day and time you're like primed to process, like own that because that's okay. Yes. Perfect. Primed process. Own it. I love it. Um, but I think what's important too, is even like you were saying, okay, Sunday. Yeah. But it's like my, it's my day. I don't want to give that up to work. And you've made it work for you. You've made a good balance there, but this is a good kind of segue from some of our past conversations around like priorities and around boundaries and all of that too, where it might just get to that point, right? Where you're you know what? Sunday really is my most productive. I'm just going to work on this day. I'm going to make that choice. But because I'm going to make that choice, I'm not going to work on Monday or Friday or something else, right? So you're finding that way to balance it in a way that works for you. Or more to the line of what you're doing right now is like, yeah, I might be the most productive on this day, but I've already worked too much. I've done enough. As long as I am effective in those times, it's okay for not me to not do it here. So figuring out which type of balance is best for us individually. Yeah, I love that. I think the the thing for me right now, I'd be happy to to work Sundays and give up another day of the week. It's just like my the way my schedule is set up currently, I work the other six days of the week. Like there is not a day of the week that I could give up. Um and after months of working seven days a week, I was like, no, like I, I deserve a day where I don't need to think about work. I deserve a day to sit on the couch and do nothing or to read or watch TV or go for a run or do whatever. Um, so finding, identifying that time is now like being a priority. Um, not to say that there aren't going to be seasons in my life where like, I'm going to 
maximize the fact that Sunday is my most productive day of the week. And then, yeah, like not work Wednesdays or something like, I don't know, something random. Like I'm all, all kinds of game for that. Um, but the way that my schedule currently balances out, like that is the only day where people don't need me <laughs> and it feels amazing to just not be needed 24 seven. Well, and I think that's the reality for a lot of people, right? A lot of people don't have that flexibility to say, okay, I won't work on that Wednesday or something. Now, and to your point, you may have that in the future, you know, as your business grows and develops and, you know, you can, can, you can determine schedules a little bit better. Like, sure, that there, there's absolutely a reality where that could happen, but right now it's not the reality and it may not be the reality for a while. So having that ability to set that boundary and really do something that works for you is just super critical within that. So I think that's really great. There was something else. Let's see, what else did I write down that you had said? Well, of course, a lot of things were in there, right? But optimizing for productivity, I think that's a really key piece of when we're thinking about this um, really kind of prioritizing our time or figuring out when we are the most effective is really thinking about it from a productivity standpoint. And the reason I say that too is because there are times when we might actually feel like our energy is a little bit low But for some reason, we're really productive. So it might be that it's quiet in the house. No one else is around. Or, you know, there's there are no meetings at this particular time of the day. I have a four-hour stretch where I have nothing going on. So this really is my key priority time. I may not be absolutely my freshest self, but I know I can really perform at 75%. Whereas if I try to squeak in an hour in the time I'm a hundred percent productive. I might not get as much done because I just don't have as much free time there. So again, it's sort of like figuring out how can we optimize it as much as possible, but also work within those boundaries that we have as well. So I think that's a a key factor. And and that is really how I function a lot of the time too. I know for me, um, I'm more of a morning person in general, you know, similar to you that like, you know, I don't know what the exact hours are because I don't think I've mapped it to that level, but maybe seven to nine is kind of the time where, I'm the most sort of productive. I have the most energy and I try to balance how I use that time because sometimes it's sitting down at the computer and just banging a bunch of stuff out. But what I find a lot of the time is for me, if I just make sure I go to the gym during that time, it actually really pumps me up and sets me up for success for the day. And it allows me to be more productive the rest of the day. So I also kind of have to balance which of those times, you know, or what activities within those times make the most sense. Another good example, like you gave the example of Sunday, Sunday evening is one of those times for me too, where it, it's, it's a strange thing where it's like, I don't feel like I don't have the most energy, but I get this sort of rush of like, I've got to get ready for Monday. I need to set myself up for success. And if I just sit down and spend an hour kind of cleaning out the junk out of my email, making sure my to-do list is ready for Monday morning, getting really clear on my schedule, writing it on the board. I might be a little bit tired. I might even be drinking a glass of wine while I'm doing it. Like it's, it is not truly like my most, most optimum brain power, but I feel so good in that moment because I know I'm setting myself up for success for the next day too. So I think there's a little bit of that sort of balancing when we think about that productive time too. The one thing that I want to kind of like circle back to that we mentioned is like the flexibility in schedules and the ability to say like, Hey, I'm really productive on this day. So I'm going to like do work on this day and not do work on that day or whatever. I 
I want to remind people that like everything is negotiable. Um, and maybe you are like, I'm really productive in the mornings, but like, I, you know, I start work at nine or I start work at nine 30. And so I feel like I've lost so much momentum by the time that rolls around. Um, I, I, when I had a nine to five, <laughs> um, now I, now I dream of having a nine to five. Um, when I had a nine to five, I was the least productive human from like one to five on Fridays. Like, I don't care. You could give me the most exciting project and I would stare at my computer and twiddle my thumbs. I mean, like I would, I would get really hydrated Friday afternoons because every other second I would like take another drink of water, but I did nothing there was just nothing that I achieved that like made it worth my time to be there on Friday afternoons. And I went to my boss and I was like, Hey, um, it's probably no surprise for me to say these words to you because we work right next to each other. But like Friday afternoons, I do nothing. <laughs> and it was kind of like, yeah, we, yeah, we know. Um, and I was like, okay, I, I feel really like, I feel like I work best in the morning. Um, can I come in, you know, an hour earlier every day and leave Fridays at lunch? And I was like, let's try it for two weeks. Let's see what happens. Let's see if I'm, you know, drastically more productive and like what I can get done in that time. And we did it. And that became just like my consistent schedule. Like I would work an hour early, like I come in an hour before everybody else, I would pound out all the things that needed done. And then Friday at lunch, man, I was out faster than you can like say bye. Um, and that was, that was exactly what I needed to like, take a little bit more ownership of my productivity and be able to say like, I recognize that I suck as an employee at this time. Like, what can we do to change that? Here's what I'm proposing. Um, and being just like really honest with yourself. If you're like, yeah, Monday mornings can't do crap. Um, what's it, what is it going to take to, you know, get you to come in Mondays at lunch? Like, do you need to stay late an hour every day? Are you okay with that? Can you come in early the rest of the week? Like everything is negotiable if you care that much about it. I think that's great. Have the conversation, be willing to negotiate it and be creative with the possible solutions. I mean, like that was a perfect example. You know, another thing I wrote down when we were talking too was that um, basically different activities might also have different productiveness, right? And I mentioned that like alluding to like the workouts and some of that too, but you know, when is the best time of day for you to get physical fitness? When is the best time of day for you to read? When is the best time of day for you to write? they might look different. When is the best time for you to record a podcast? Like all of these things might look completely different from human to human. When is the best time to have conversations with family and friends? When is the best time to Zoom? I mean, I feel like that all of those might actually have a different productivity slot, you know? And and so often when people are talking about productivity, they'll say, oh, you know, what time of the day are you the most productive? And, oh, it's definitely the morning for me or the evening for me. Well, and then I would kind of question productive for what? You know, what specifically? Um, is this related to work only? Is this related to getting outside and getting fresh air, talking to friends? Like, what is this related to? Because I know for me, those buckets are very different for all of those activities. So having awareness to that is probably one of those, you know, we go back to thinking, how do you even figure out when are you most productive? It's really probably just even figuring out what those buckets are first. And when do you enjoy doing some of these activities? 
when do you find that if you do them at certain times of the day, you're able to optimize and be twice as effective or maybe it's do more, maybe it's do better quality, like whatever the optimization level is, but kind of spending a little time to sort of reflecting on that and figuring that out can be a really good starting point. I love that. And to repeat it in different words, because I'm someone who has to hear things a bunch before they really click. Um, My friend posed this question to me the other day, like, how are you managing your energy? And I was like, what do you mean like that? Like I sleep every night. Like I don't understand understand what this question is. Um, But he kind of dug a little deeper and he was like, no, like what are you, are you building days in your week where all you do are things that drain you? And if you are like, why are you doing that? Like you have the power right now to say like, okay, I can, I can make sure that my schedule has something that I'm really excited about. That's going to energize me. And then a block of things that might drain me. And then something that's going to energize me again. And if I'm not taking advantage of that or becoming aware of like what excites me and energizes me and helps me get through the day versus like the things that are like opening the the plug and just like totally deflating. I'm never going to master my productivity because I'm just going to leave all those boring things for one day. And then I'm going to sit there and I'm going to stare at my computer and I'm not going to do anything because they're all so boring and draining to me. And I'm going to end that day thinking, wow, that was a garbage day. Why did I get nothing done? you have to become aware of those things that that do excite you. And I love the way that you said it, Jen, the things that you really enjoy doing, no matter what, what it is. It could be like taking a lunch break, a longer lunch break to do your dishes so that you don't feel the stress of like having dirty dishes in your sink. Like if that is something that you enjoy and takes like a mental um, weight off of you for the rest of your day now, because you're less stressed about like the dishes being in your sink, like that's something that's helping you optimize for productivity, like do it. Don't put that thing off. If it's going to transform the entire course of your day, because you're going to feel better about your environment. If, if maintaining your environment is what you need to be productive, like that is a priority. That's fabulous. And I like the word energy in relation to all of this. I do think that's a perfect perfect way to think about it too. Um, so we've kind of talked about our own personal productive times. Um, although I would, will say, I think just by task as well, mine does vary quite a bit. I mentioned like better times to talk to family and all of that. I cannot imagine like having a deep conversation with a family member first thing in the morning. Like I just, even though that's my most productive time for work, like, I don't know, there's something about that. It just wouldn't, maybe because it wouldn't feel like I'm setting myself up for success like I do when I get, you know, a bunch of email and stuff done, right? But I think that's the important part is really balancing those tasks, thinking about what gives you energy, what drains energy, um, if it is washing the dishes or going to a spin class that will help you get through the rest of the day, then cool. Just pencil in that time to do all of that. And then be thinking about just like, why does this even matter? Like who cares, right? Um, I think you've given us a lot of examples. Anyone who's been listening for a while probably has some good examples from you just of how things are busy, you know, different things that you've had to do to kind of set yourself up for success as you're creating and building this new business. And I think if you weren't being really aware of the times that you're productive, and if you weren't being aware of your schedule, and if you weren't starting to put some attention to your energy and what's draining you and all of that, 
you'd be just a hot mess right now. Right now, you're only a little bit of a lukewarm mess, right? But you might be a hot mess. So luckily, we're here with lukewarm mess um, on the air of she's dropped in some ice cubes and she's getting better because she's doing all these great things to bring her back to norm, whatever norm is, but to the new norm. (laughs) Glad you only feel like I'm a lukewarm mess. I feel like a boiling hot mess. Um, You don't give yourself enough credit. (laughs) Probably don't. No, I think like realistically, this year has been a hard year for a lot of people to find a new productivity groove. It's hard because we're missing a lot of habits. We're missing a lot of routines. We're missing a lot of um, interactions with people. We're missing kind of relationally morning a lot of things around like even just casual like water cooler conversation that like we really don't get a ton of now um so we're just it's been hard for a lot of people to kind of differentiate like work mode and people mode and what like how to get from point a to point b in those situations because i can get online and i can be super chatty all day on like slack and zoom with people but then i'm like did i actually do any work No, but I feel like incredibly excited about my day now because I found ways to like connect with people that I haven't connected with or whatever. Um, So I think this year has been a really revolutionary year for people when it comes to productivity because so many of the things that were just considered like normal or standard just like were gone. So like, what do you do now? How do you fill that time? You have so much more freedom now because we're not commuting, because we're not, um, you know, traveling and, and like doing all these other things that eat up kind of like free time in our day to help you like optimize and take ownership of the things that you need to really set yourself up for success. Um, And a lot of people have done that super well. A lot of people are still figuring that out. Obviously, like I'm in the latter crowd. I feel like it changes week to week, day to day. It happens. Life happens. That's my like 2020 motto. (laughs) Life happens. It's fine. Um, But being aware of it, I think, is the first step to mastering it. Um, Because we can't we can't name something. We can't like tame that thing. If we can't say like, Oh, I procrastinate. You're never going to stop procrastinating. Like you have to be able to define it and understand what the action is before you can take action to change it. That's a really good point. I think that's something if, if anyone, if any of the folks listening have a good takeaway, it's, it's that right. That kind of that ability to think in and and name it. I do think that sort of reflection, that self-awareness of what's going on, what's controlling my schedule, what gives me energy, how do I name this is going to be really key. Um, There was two things in there that you kind of said that I wanted to circle back to, which one being ownership. I want to talk about that for a minute. And then the other being just kind of the optimization in general. So I really do think that people need to remember that Although like you gave the perfect example, you don't have the flexibility right now where it's like, I'm going to work Sunday, but I'm going to take Wednesday off. Like it may not be that extreme. However, really take a hard look at your schedule. What do you own? Take a sense of ownership for what you actually do own and how can you within that optimize to be what will work for you. So I'll give a great example. I had a a client who um, she was in a temporary role where she was kind of an acting CEO and she just hates meetings. She does not like meetings, never been a big fan of them, wants to just like 
get as much done as she can and not sit in these waste, wasteful meetings. And she had a number of them. And it was kind of like, hey, you're in this temporary CEO role. You're in control here. Like take a step back. Like you're in control. Not only are you kind of in more control from a company perspective than you've been in the past, but you're also in control of your own schedule. Like we're all on some level in control of our own schedule. If we own the meeting, set the meeting for the time of day that works best for you. If you own the meeting and it's not effective, make it effective. If you own the meeting and no one wants to be there, cancel the meeting and stop doing it. You know, take control, take that sense of ownership. If you have that ability to do that, shift things around, do what makes sense. Sometimes we forget, oh, that's right. I'm the owner of this meeting. I don't want to meet at 2 p.m. Let's schedule it for nine in the morning when I'm productive. Like you can do that. I am such a big proponent of like, can this be an email? Um, I think because we've lost so much human connection this year, we have overcorrected to the side of like always wanting to be on Zoom and like seeing faces. But like, if you have one question for me, do not make me get on a Zoom call. Shoot me a Slack, shoot me a text, shoot me an email. For all I care, shoot me a voice message. Like if you want to hear my voice, I will happily talk you through the answer instead of type it. But there is no reason that I need to be hopping on a meeting every five seconds to answer one question that you have. And when you have that ownership or you feel empowered enough to take that ownership and say like, do I need to be present for this? Sometimes that's all it takes. Just ask a question like, do we need this? Like, what's the purpose of this call? you will find it's like the gates of freedom open and you're just like, Oh my gosh. Like I just have an hour of my day back because I said, do I have to be on this call? Like it is so simple and easy to start just like kind of questioning routines that we have now established in the virtual world that will kind of like restore and refresh in you, whatever, whatever that feeling is of like, Oh, another Zoom meeting. Like, can this just be a phone call? Do you have to see my face? Uh, So just get curious about like why things are happening the way that they are. And if it's not something that works for you, acknowledge that. Like say it out loud. Don't just say it in your head. Type it out in a Slack message or an email or like say it on the call. Like, I don't feel like I need to be here. Is it okay if I hop off? Like you own it. Just say it. I think that's a perfect example. And, you know, I'll take that a step further because if you're in like a corporate setting, maybe there's a meeting, you can ask yourself that question and you know, I just don't need to be here, but they really want me to be here. Set an expectation. So say I will be there from one fifty to two o'clock, you know, so that I'm only coming for the last 10 minutes of the meeting to do my quick report out status and then I'm out you know, whatever, get creative. The point is get creative with that sense of ownership too and find a way that it works for you because there will be times where you do have to be there. You don't have a choice. How do you get creative about it? And I'll tell you right now, like in your example, they want to schedule a meeting to talk about something. They schedule a one hour meeting. You might have literally five minutes of discussion to add that answer that question. You will fill the other 55 minutes if you scheduled it. I mean, really think about it. When was the last time we all had a conversation on a meeting and went, oh, looks like we're a little early. We can wrap up now. No, like it's so rare that that happens. We usually just end up filling the time and the space with something else, which just consumes more of our time in our schedule. 
and then takes away some of that ownership we're trying to gain back for ourselves and drains us more. I, this is slightly off, off tangent, but I think it's a good place to wrap up. If you are the owner of a meeting and you are trying to kind of break the cycle and find and like optimize yourself for productivity and energy and all of those great things. If you own a meeting, you own the right to end that meeting early. Um, Every meeting I owned at my nine to five would wrap five minutes early because I knew that getting off a meeting five minutes early gives everyone a like pep in their step kind of day. Like I would schedule an hour meeting and in my head, I'd be like, we're wrapping at 950. Like, or we're wrapping at the 55 minute mark. Like I'm not about this. Like, like I will maximize every minute of those 50, 55 minutes, but I want to give people a treat that helps their day go on. And who doesn't love getting time back? So if you are someone who is going on this journey, trying to optimize your own schedule for productivity, and you're struggling with that, help the people around you see what a treat it is to have those five minutes. And then suddenly that becomes the standard. And that becomes the thing that is like exciting and happy for people. And once it's a culture around like the people you interact with, it's so much easier to be like, oh, why is this an hour? Can it be, you know, 30 minutes? Um, So if you feel like you're in a space where it is challenging to express that, start giving that gift to the people you interact with. And then it'll be a little bit more of like a, an ongoing conversation instead of like a, oh, they're kind of weird. They just never want to talk to any of us. Like, no, I, I want to talk to you, but I don't need to talk to you for 90 minutes. I think that's a perfect example right there too, of taking ownership and giving everyone, frankly, some productivity time back too, just by saving that five minutes. But I think that's great. So here we are, we've talked about productivity today. And I have to admit, we talked about it even more than I thought we would. We had a lot of great ideas. So that's good. So we got some good stuff out of this. Um, But just in general, really think about what different activities you have and what times of the day, all those different ones you find that you're productive. What are those times of days, days of the week, days of the month? You know, it can look like anything for any activity and have that self-awareness to what is the thing that are making you more productive, less productive, et cetera. Um, And just be thinking about how you can utilize this as a tool for you as you go into 2021. And why do I care? Why does it matter? When does it, when would it, why would it be helpful for me to understand when I am the most productive? I just reflect on that a little bit and, and see what comes out for you. And if you can use this as a a new tool in your toolbox. I love it. As always, we, Jen and I would love for you guys to head on over to wonderbarn.com slash people talking people to learn more about our show, to check out our other fun, fabulous episodes and to explore some of the other shows in the Water Barn Podcast Network. So you should do that. We will see you on LinkedIn, and we will see you right back here next week for another episode of People Talking People. Enjoy your week. Bye. This episode of People Talking People was produced and edited by Jermaine McClellan, a.k.a. the Afrocentric Jukebox.